Yeah, I saw that question uh, that you sent over <laughs> earlier, and I was like, I don't even know where to start with that one. That <laughs> so I failed in so many ways hiring. It's one of the hardest things to do, I think, in, in any business. You're listening to Recorded Content, a podcast for small, scrappy B2B marketing teams who want to get the most out of podcasting. In each episode, we capture stories from industry experts and podcasters. Listen in and uncover what it takes to launch, run, and grow a successful B2B podcast. Check out and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Let's jump in. Hi, I'm Tristan, and I'm the co-founder of Motion and your host for this episode of Recorded Content. Recorded Content is brought to you by my very own company, Motion. We are a done-for-you podcast agency for small, scrappy B2B tech marketers. A lot of technology companies want to operate like a media company. And you see a lot of advice on LinkedIn or Twitter that, that talks about the benefits of creating your own content as a company and building an audience that doesn't rely on just a single platform. In fact, right now, the, the headline on our website mentions how we help tech companies own the media and own the market. And one of the ways we help companies own the market is through the development of shows, which start as a podcast and then build out into other forms of content, such as blog posts, articles, long form and short form videos, social posts, and a whole lot more. But in order to put a show together, and function as a media company, it requires a, a lot of resources and resources with different skill sets as well, often from around the world. So in today's episode, I want to share my experience building a, a team of creatives who can produce all of the content often associated with a media company. To put this story together, I decided to use segments from a recent appearance I had on kickoff sessions which is a podcast hosted by Darren Lee. The show features interviews with entrepreneurs, tech CEOs, and business leaders. And Darren does a great job uncovering unique perspectives from each of his guests. During the conversation we had on Darren's podcast, one of the, the main things we talked through was my personal experience, finding talent to work with. So now uh, on the video production side, you can work with anyone in the world. Like back then you, you could only work with someone that was a mile or two away. I mean, I, I'm in a metropolitan city. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in like Washington DC. And if you're not within a, a 10 mile radius of the city, it, it takes an hour, hour and a half to get there. So you're dealing with a talent pool that is in such a small area and you can't transfer footage over the web web at that time that, you know, we're talking about gigabytes of footage. <laughs> literally cannot be transferred. <laughs> you have to be on site. So if, if someone could not make it into the office to edit on a computer that we had, the shit didn't get done. They would have to come mm -hmm. back tomorrow. Whereas now, you know, you can transfer footage pretty much for any project that you have. You know, we, we do a lot of that where, you know, we film for days and days. You can get everything up in the cloud overnight and someone can download it on the other side by the morning. And that that's for, that's for days of footage. And that was just not possible back then. So with the increase in internet speeds and the introduction of new technologies, it's now possible to collaborate on video projects with people all across the country and the world. But just because you have access to talent from all over the world, it, this doesn't mean it's easier to find great resources for your team. And after a lot of failed experiments with hiring myself, I've implemented one key step in our process now. 
When you got and got a little bit bigger and you were trying to bring on more people, what were some of the challenges you had when you were hiring? Yeah, I saw that question uh, that you sent over <laughs> earlier, and I was like, I don't even know where to start with that one. That <laughs> so I failed in so many ways hiring. It's one of the hardest things to do, I think, in in any mm-hmm. business. And and you know, I interviewed and, and hired people as a consultant. You know, I, I would interview consultants to see whether they can come on a project or not. I did it when I was building my company, and it's just it's something that is just very hard to figure out if someone is going to be a fit with with just like two 30-minute conversations. It's really hard. The, the biggest thing that I did on the creative agency side is we tended to do uh, projects, paid projects with people first. And I think on the agency side, there were more opportunities to work with f- freelancers up front. That, it's just more common than, than what you saw in the, in the IT industry. Like n- nobody really did like a you know, a small piece of work to, to test out. It's like, oh, I, I want this hourly rate and, you know, I want a year contract and, and that's what I'm doing. And it's like, mm-hmm. damn, is this person the right fit or not? You know, on the creative agency side and developing video content, we could always craft out a project and say, hey, we need to, we need to fill in this gap. We, we need some editors down the road. We got a lot of projects. We're, we're going to have to probably hire someone full-time in maybe a month or so. So let's Bring someone in maybe one to two days a week. Let's have them work on some of these low risk projects. Let's see what the intangibles look like. Are they organized? Mm-hmm. Can they follow instructions? Can they set up a project in Adobe Premiere at the time we were using Final Cut? Can they set up a project like we set up a project? And can someone else come in and pick up their work and actually make sense of it? And so that's what we, we did a lot of times to eliminate those risks with, with full-time employees. We would try to bring someone on, scope out a project, and, and uh, figure out if they're a fit from there. Test projects are a big part of what we do at Motion, whether it's finding someone to fill a full-time role or a part-time creative role. But once we find the right people for the right roles, there's still a, a constant balancing act when working on creative projects. And I've found that whether you're an agency or if you're managing an internal team, this struggle is always at the heart of your creative process. So Darren and I talked about what's unique about balancing your workload as a creative agency and how this impacts the way we sell our own services to technology companies. You know, working with creative folks, it's always a challenge because they, and, and, and I'm, I'm a creative person too, always want more time. And, and, the, on the on the financial side, sometimes you can't have an infinite amount of time, so it's a, it's always a struggle. You you want to do high quality work, but you also have these time constraints, and and I feel like that's just as an agency owner, you're always navigating that challenge, and that's just part of the deal where you're trying to do the best work you can within a certain price, and 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 you know you're you're just trying to balance that that equation constantly. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. What's One of the last uh, things I want to do real quick, Darren. What's the uh, the triangle? It's it's speed, quality, and price. It's it's the is that it? Yeah. So like you can get something cheap and fast, but it's going to be shit quality. Or okay. You can get something high quality. It's going to take a while mm-hmm. for an average price, and if you pay a lot for high quality, it's going to take a long time. So it's like mm-hmm. trying to balance those those three things, that three legged stool. But what's cool though, like an example of like your um your company emotion is the fact that 
for anyone that doesn't know, like a lot of the, the work you do for launching podcasts and for doing it for B2B uh, companies, you'll do set pricing. And that's what I actually really love when I checked out your website. It was really cool to see that you do a set structure. And I even want to ask you on like just super briefly is like, why is it, is it set? Because a lot of people will do the opposite. They'll, you know, leave it open. They'll have a rough scope and then they'll add on more things, bring it down a sales funnel. You're so far down a sales funnel. Then they're going to slap you with a massive cost. And that's usually how it works, you know? Yeah. Um, why is it for you to find price up front? It is super important for, for us to do that up front. And I, I feel like it's one of the biggest things, biggest changes I've made that's had one of the, the biggest impacts on my business. Because if we roll back to a lot of the conversation we've had around on the video agency side with my first company, and that's even how Motion came to be as well. I mean, we, we basically replicated the same model I had before, a project-based company where every inbound lead that came in or, or every opportunity that we generated required a custom proposal, which mean, which meant that we needed a salesperson. And so in the early days, it was me. I was doing all these proposals myself, custom proposals, and I built a system for it. But so when we started to grow, which is how I, I met my current business partner, Motion, Justin Brown, I, he, I hired him as our head of sales in my previous agency. And I brought him in to grow a sales team. So we had a four or five person sales team um, when I exited the company. And we, we had to figure out a system to, to develop those proposals, but everything was so unique. Every, every project was so specific and it was just very hard to do that each and every time. Every month we would start at zero mm. in, in our revenue. Sure, we would have pipeline of opportunities, but you literally start at zero every month and you need to land new deals, bring in invoices and revenue and move forward. And so... Recurring revenue was always a goal of mine on, on the agency side. And that's why we, we totally revamped what, what motion put together. And so now our focus is much less on a project and it's much more focused on a long-term relationship. And, and that's why we develop our packages like, like we do now. We have a month to month agreement. I mean, you can sign up for us and you can cancel if you want. But we love to put our money where our mouth is and say, hey, we're, we're, we have to earn, you know, your respect each and every month. Our goal is to have you never leave. But we want to give you that freedom up front. But in exchange, we're going to be very clear as to what we provide. And, and we want to, to build that relationship. And so when people are coming to us up front, we're, we're not a great fit when someone's like, hey, I want to, you know, dip my toe into podcasting. I want to try it for a month. Honestly, we're like, it's, it's probably not going to work. And, and we are not going to be a fit. You might find someone else that can help you get it off the ground and, and try it, get an episode or two, and then you'll probably become part of the, the pod fade that you see in, in a lot of other, other cases. What we like to stress up front is that podcasting is a long-term commitment. You can get a lot of short-term results and, and some impact right away but you really start to get that compounding effect as you move forward. And, and so our whole pricing structure really reflects that, that mentality and it's really worked out well for us. Whether you're building a media company internally or growing your own agency, it, it's important to find the right balance of resources and the proper amount of time to do the job properly. I've seen a lot over the years and I figured out a few things along the way. So hopefully by sharing some of my own experiences as a creative professional in this episode, 
you'll avoid some of the same mistakes I've made. Thanks for joining me on Recorded Content. I hope I see you again next week. Thanks for listening to Recorded Content, a show brought to you by Motion, a done-for-you podcasting agency for B2B tech marketers. We do the podcast stuff so you can focus on strategy, building brand awareness, and developing new relationships. To learn more about how you can launch and grow a podcast for your company, check out motionagency.io. Thanks for listening to Recorded Content.